Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. ECN, the captain's run with Kane Corns. 20 minutes to 11 o'clock. It's a very good morning to you this Good Friday. Thank you for your company. Wherever you may be listening to us, you can download the SEN app and listen crystal clear wherever you like. And lots of feedback coming through on that temper text 0433981116. A mattress like no other. We'll get to those shortly. We've got a Twitter poll up at SEN Captain's Run on Twitter. Who is the better player from the 2016 draft? Andrew McGrath or Hugh McCluggage? McGrath has taken one. McCluggage, three. Tim Taranto stuck in the middle. At the moment, um, nearly 250 votes. Hugh McCluggage at 68%. Andy McGrath at 32%. Right now in Adelaide, there is a good game of footy coming up. Well, we hope it's going to be a good game of footy against one side, as we just heard from John Haynes at the Gold Coast, who are looking to play finals this year. And another side looking to surprise us all like they did in round one. In the commentary booth, this man's gone global. He's gone national. He started from humble beginnings here in Adelaide and he's worked his way to be one of the prominent voices across tennis, across football, across journalism. He's AFL Nation's very own Tommy Rand. Tommy, thanks for your time. Oh, Kane, okay, no, thanks for having me on. Gee, that's a, that's a fascinating poll, that McCluggage-McGrath mm. one. I, I, think, I think probably people are basing a bit of it from last night. McCluggage was so good, but I rate McGrath. I think he's a hell of a player. I think he's an A-grader in the making as well. Yeah, it's it's win-win, I think. Um, I think you know, so, I th- yeah, I, think I agree. I think they've both hit, and, and McGrath probably, you know, captain of, of the Bombers. So, um, but McGrath, McCluggage probably just got a few more tricks up his bow at the moment and more of a goal kicker. Yeah. How was the tennis, Tommy? I haven't spoken to you then. Well, you, you can call yeah. all things, but the tennis, the Australian Open, there was crowds, there wasn't crowds, then there was crowds. How was the experience for Chill 9? Strange. It was fascinating. Look, being in Melbourne, I was very lucky, very privileged. Um, when we went into that five-day lockdown, and Melbournians, I'm sure, will be able to speak to this better than me, but it, it felt like it, it was a almost broke people because there's mm. been those two prior lockdowns. Oh. I think people, you know, were so flat, but thank goodness it was only for those five days. And, you know, since then, Victoria has done so well. Um, interesting experience. Like in tennis commentary, Kane, you sort of get told, let the pictures do the talking. Yep. Let the sounds of the game, because you can see it. So, you know, less is more sometimes. As soon as we had no crowds and mm. there was no atmosphere, we got the directive talk, 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 just keep on going because otherwise there's nothing else. Um, so that was different. I, look, it was, I was still so happy that we had an event to, to be able to hold and stage and they did really well, but I hope we don't have to go through that again. I hope we're back to normal, a bit like we've got with the football now. Yeah, I hope so too because there was, there was that brief period where you, you weren't funneling in the crowd noise as well and it was, yeah. you, know, you just get, 
you get the realisation of how important crowds are. We saw it last year with the footy. It definitely Spot on. Ten, tennis relies on that crowd after each point. It just falls flat, doesn't it, without yeah. crowds? I mean, you know, it just it just enhances the moment. It just, you know, encapsulates the emotion and, and everything it means for a player. And, and players write on that. Um, and, you know, commentators do too. And, you know, people at home, it just gives it so much more colour when you've got fans. So, yeah, we, we need them back. And with the footy last night, you know, what we've had over the first two rounds, God, it's good. It's mm. good to have crowds again. Mm. I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. And it wasn't one that I would have probably said that at the start of the year. Yep. But um, if Adelaide can replicate what they did against Geelong, and it's a, it's a tough way to play footy. Like, to be in the game and to pressure and to tackle and harass is hard. Hot weather in Adelaide, 31 degrees, which will challenge them. But... Can they do it, Tommy? Can they replicate what they did against Geelong in round one? Because that was extraordinary. 100% they can. I, I really do believe it. Um, I thought there were three games at the start of this round came where I went flip of the coin. Last night was one of them, and it could have gone either way, and it you know went after the siren. Tonight, I think, and the other one's West Coast Port. Those three games yeah. I looked at and went, yeah, these are tough games, and the two SA sides are in two of them. This is a huge test for Adelaide. Um, they were brilliant in that first round. They were good in periods last week. Their kicking let them down. But I think they're up at the moment. There's still some huge issues with their list. Um, I'm really concerned that their top picks from the last four and five years still aren't playing, and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But I think Matty Nix is doing a great job at the moment with what he's got. I think they're playing good football. But they come up against a side who I think are really well coached. And if they're going to take the next step, they've never beaten Adelaide over here. They're zero and six. This is an opportunity. They probably won't get a better one. Well, there's a stat for you. Zero and six. And what, only beat the Crows for the first time last year, I think it was. Exactly. In, in, in one history. and 13 overall, Kane. Yep. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Hey, speaking of those young players, I, I am fascinated about Darcy Fogarty because he's a what was it a pick mm. 10 or pick 12 from a draft that was four years ago it is right in your sweet spot where you should be really making your mark he is not in fact he's not even in the side who won three games last year which is a concern Matthew Nix spoke about Darcy Fogarty yesterday let's have a listen on this comparison we'll get your thoughts after this we've seen that as a weapon haven't we like for for a lot of clubs over the last few years that player that is explosive you know, strong and dynamic around the footy, but then has the ability to go forward and score and hit the scoreboard. Dusty's the, I mean, he's the number one in the competition at the moment. Um, Danger does a similar, Petraka. So, yeah, we, we look at a lot of other sides, what they're doing. We look at individual players. Ultimately, though, Foggy's his own player. He's, he's not going to try and be someone else. We'll, we'll get his game to a level that hopefully, you know, uh, sooner rather than later, we're talking about that Fogarty role. That's the goal for him. I think the Richmond fans have just driven off the road. I know what he was trying to say, Tommy, um, but should he be linking a player that has not even established himself at the level with Petrarca, Dangerfield and Martin? I think it is dangerous and adds to the pressure of the situation. It's a big call. And the other mm. thing which I'm intrigued with, Kane, and you know footy far better than me, but turning Fogarty into a midfielder, um, whew, I'm not sure. Look, he has leaned down. He's got a much mm. better tank, I think, now. But he's, as you say, he's out of the side. I, 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 I think they're a bit confused as to what to do with him because they've yep. got Billy Frampton, they've got Elliot Himmelberg, they've got Taylor Walker. They've got this plethora of forwards at the moment. Phil Thorpe as well, who they've got to bring through. And Walker is playing almost the best football he has in the last seven or eight years 
I know it's a small sample size. Mm. So he's not coming into the forward line anytime soon. So I think they're trying to create a position for him. Um, I just don't know. Is it going to be, you know, in, in the midfield? I, I think he's a forward. That's where he's played most of his junior football. Matthew Nix is closer to it than we are, Kane. But it seems a big transformation to go from forward to midfield for a player like him. Yeah, so if I'm looking at it, it's a last it's a last throw at the stumps for me. Um, fourth year, 24 games, hasn't established himself. To now think that on April the 1st, they're going to turn him into a midfielder. Like, this is a discussion that needed to happen in November. Like, this is... We're going to train you as a midfielder. We are going to get you super fit. We're going to play you in the midfield for the practice games. And that's your role. You're going to spend 60% forward, 40% in the midfield, and this is the way we're going. This seems like a desperation move to me in round two to think, oh, what are we going to do with him? Let's play him in the midfield mm. would be my take on that. So we'll watch it closely. Look, he, I, hope he, I hope he does because he's great to watch. Like He's aggressive. He's tough. He's a good kick for goal. But... For whatever reason, he hasn't made the most. And as I said, a last throw at the stump. So you're calling the game tonight with Malcolm Blight, the great Messiah. Blighty, what's it like working with him? He's, he's amazing. And I mean, you've done it a lot too, Kane. Um, he, he's not afraid to come forward with his opinions, a bit like yep. yourself, which is great. And he's always got a, an unusual take on the game, like just in terms of when you're running in for goal, the way you should be aiming or... Just really simple stuff, and then you think about it, and you think, well, that's actually really smart. And I guess that's why he is who he is. Um, love calling with him. He, he's actually mellowed. I know he did have a really tough side, but I find him lovely. Um, mm. You know, I almost find him too nice. Um, but I think when he wants to, when he's really upset, you see him bang the fist on the desk. If he doesn't like something, he'll let you know quick, smart, which I love as well. Honest, fascinating, um, and one of the brilliant minds. You know, he, he's great to work with. And before we let you go, concern about the crowds or not? I mean, as you say, early on in the season um, in Adelaide, certainly Crows' first game, 26,000 against, you know, a side that played in the grand final on a nice Saturday. Port Adelaide didn't touch 30, just under against another higher drawing crowd in the Bombers. What would the crowd expectation be for traditionally a low drawing crowd like Gold Coast? Yeah, I'd hope Kane, 35,000. I mean, yeah. you're right. I would have thought the numbers would be up a bit more. Maybe there's a bit of reluctance, you know, given COVID and everyone's just taking a bit of time. But it's Friday night footy. I know it's Good Friday um, and it's a low-drawing side, Gold Coast. But this is a huge game. Go two and one and it's it's massive for Adelaide. So I hope they start to push into the 30s and we get a really big atmosphere tonight for what should be a great game on the national stage. So big opportunity for fans to get out there and, you know, really vent their spleen. Absolutely, Rennie. Fire up tonight. Look forward to tuning into the AFL Nations coverage with you, Blighty, and Kim Dillon. Can't wait. Thanks for that, Kano. Tom Rennie's an absolute ripper, guru, and one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. Coverage on AFL Nation will begin after that Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne Good Friday game from 7.15 tonight. So tune in and listen to what is hopefully going to be a very, very good game of footy. Uh, Ian has given us a call. He wants to join in the conversation this morning. G'day, Ian. Thanks for holding. There you go, mate. Yeah, reminiscing about goals after the bell. Yeah, what's your favourite? Well, John Peck in round 13 in 1960, he kicked mm -hmm. the goal to have our Hawthorne's first win ever at Victoria Park after 35 years. Oh, my goodness. Can <laughs> and, you remember uh, but, it vividly, Ian? Oh, yeah, of course I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the year before, uh, 
he, he had a chance to win it with the dying seconds to go uh, against Quarren the year before, and he bounced the ball in the bloody goal square, and he lost it, and the siren went. So he made up for it the following year. Uh, Ripper, yeah. love it, love it. There's been some good one, good ones at the Hawks. Ben Dixon, um, someone will refresh my memory against uh, of who that was against. Certainly after the siren, Isaac Smith's had some moments and I think missed, but. Uh, Hawks fans, your favourite after the siren moments on the back of Zach Bailey last night. I still think the best thing that you can do in football, and I've always been jealous of those that have done it, is kick a goal after the siren. Luke Shuey, David Mundy, you know, players like this that have done it. Great suggestions coming through. Keep them coming. 0433-98-11-16. Still to come, Big Shogun talks a bit of, bit of athletics with a um, Nick Badeau, who is one of the absolute gurus of Australian athletics as we gear up to what is going to be a sensational Olympics and the Aussies have some real shots for a medal, which you wouldn't usually say on the track. We've got the quiz over and under. Want your thoughts on the commentary teams being compromised. Caroline Wilson launched Caro's Arrow on Monday night on footy classified, took aim at Bartel, Rashudo, Darcy. Well, we had another one last night. Does it affect the coverage of the game if Luke Hodge is an assistant coach at the Lions and calls the footy? Do you have an issue with it? one 736 Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.